Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors podcast, number 58. I am Nick Beto. I am Jacob Phoenixon. And in studio tonight, uh, I th- I think we've this mentioned him. I think we've talked about him, but this would be our longest travel guest. Right, yeah. No, it definitely would be. I think Nashville is probably the second, isn't he? Yeah, because Connor... In up person. In, yeah, and Connor was over the phone. So yeah, but we have... Uh, a good buddy of ours, well, at least I consider him one of those, from high school, Dylan Wolfgram. Hi, yeah, I'm Dylan Wolfgram, so I'm out in Havelock, North Carolina, and yeah, just back home, and Nick invited me to be on the podcast, so here I am. Yeah. Should be fun. So one thing that we've done, and we started this thing a couple years ago now, so you've heard a few of our episodes way back in the beginning. Yeah. But one thing that we started doing was, if you were a first-timer on the show, you kind of got to give your spiel about yourself, and you can go as in-depth or as not in-depth as you want. Basically, who you are, where you're from, which you already covered that, and why you're on a podcast with the North Bros crew. All right, so, yeah, like I said, my name is Dylan Wolfgram. Uh, I currently reside out in Havelock, North Carolina. And then why I'm on the show is, so... Coming, you know, originally being friends with Nick in high school and stuff, uh, we were really big into, you know, fishing around North Dakota, doing all sorts of ice fishing and stuff like that. But now I've kind of switched over and been pretty big into the saltwater game. And so been doing a lot of saltwater fishing. And Nick was, you know, super interested in what it's like and stuff. So he asked me to be on the podcast. And what's your reason for being in North Carolina? Oh, yeah, I'm in the Marine Corps. So that a guy. Yeah, they just kind of put me there. Yeah, it sounds real rough what you were talking about earlier. You got the boat right there on base. <laughs> like, I only, I've only make it all, you know, like three nights a week fishing, once on the weekend. And takes yeah. me ten minutes to go from work to the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's a really tough life that yeah, I love that nowadays. Real so I guess we'll jump right into it. Uh, you know, up here we're a bunch of flatlanders. Yeah. So probably a vast majority of the people that are up here, including myself and Jake, you tried on your honeymoon, but you failed. Um, you uh, there's some people can be thinking so many different things on that one but, <laughs> <laughs> but what what uh oh go ahead i was just gonna clarify we're talking about deep sea fishing right i don't know where your mind went buddy okay, sure. <laughs> uh what would you say or somebody comes up to you and says where do i even start what do you somebody that's never done it before for fishing for okay for saltwater fishing honestly um, it, it's, it's super funny. And like, I tell, I tell guys, it's like, they come up to me and they're like, Hey, you know, like I'm seriously interested in, you know, learning to saltwater fish. And like, granted, you know, like, of course I'll take people out and stuff like that and teach them on how to do it. But if they're like, you know, pretty bound and determined to do it by themselves, I'm like, Hey man, all right, go get stuff, you know, rod and reel and go head down to the ta- you know, local bait shop and just ask the guy there, you know, of like what, what you should use, you know? And so you'll pick yourself up, you know, whatever gear, whether it's just, you know, a two-ounce weight, a couple, little bit of line, and just, you know, some four-odd hooks and shrimp, you know. Seriously, just keep it pretty basic. Yeah. So you do get, like, the bait, shrimp, fish. That's all straight from the bait shop. There's yeah. There's no extra work. Well, it, it depends. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, like, you can just go and buy it yourself. But it's like, for me, it's like, I can go out on the boat and take the cast net out. And literally, within one swoop of the cast net, like, I have... 40 little pinfish that I just throw in the live well, and boom, I got bait for the day. Is that legal? Yes. That doesn't sound like it's legal. No, it's very <laughs> legal. 
I promise. It's legal or there's illegal? Limits. There's li- there is limits on what you can and cannot. Well, you know, I'm sure it's like how like many how you much. can have type so like, so like for shrimp, you know, if the shrimp are running through, like you can cast net what's called a bushel, right? So like a bushel, I would say is like... Equivalent to like of corn, right? Yeah, some. <laughs> you know, honestly, very similar. You know, a bushel is probably about you know ten, fifteen gallons worth. You know, think of like a ten, fifteen gallon bucket and just yeah. packed full of shrimp. Like that's a bushel for us. What is a no-no as far as catching bait? Is there something that if you do it, you're in trouble? Like what is like chumming? Like does that relate anywhere? Can no, like chumming is completely legal. So like a no-no for bait would be to take like game fish. Especially, like, I've seen guys do it, like, undersized game fish and use them for bait and stuff because it's it's a whole ecosystem out there where it's, like, little fish, you know, big fish eats little fish. Like, that is literally how it goes, the name of the game, you know. Like, if you want to how, – how big your bait is depends on how big a fish okay, so you're going to catch. that would be the benefit of using a small game fish is just because then a bigger fish is going to eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, like, that's a no-no. So, like, taking game fish um, – but yeah, like there, there is like designated bait species out there of fish and stuff like that that you can go out and catch either from like hook or, you know, little tiny hooks and stuff or from a cast net. Okay, so I'm I'm just trying to wrap my head around a little bit. So like around here, we will get like two scoots of minnows. Yeah, and that that's good for like a guy for the weekend, part two people for the weekend. Yeah, like catching pretty constantly. Jake, are you kidding me, dude? You and I could run like <laughs> three or four weeks <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> but like you're talking about a bushel of shrimp being like, 10, okay, 50 okay, gallons. yeah, so, like, like that's that's you the, go through more. No, no, no. Okay. So like the normal, right? So like for me, if I'm just heading down, say, you know, I was gonna head down to the local fishing pier, you know, yep. and just gonna go drop a line, right? I'll go down to the bait shop. I'll pick up a half a pound of shrimp. You know, like most some guys will w- literally go to the Walmart and pick up the bag of shrimp, like a pound of bag of shrimp, because yeah. it literally works the same. Right. Or I can just go and get it from the bait shop. You know. Gotta shop local when you can, so that's so what the bait I like shop. To do. They just catch their own, sell it. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's like hilarious. a lot of them, they'll either catch catch their own, or you know they'll bring it in from like the local guys. You know, because there's shrimp yeah. boats running all the time. That's you know, so you can get live shrimp, you can get dead shrimp, you can get squid. You know, their bait hating. is better than the shrimp we can get at the store. <laughs> Dude, like literally, I've thought about fucking eating some of the. Um, bait sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A little cocktail sauce. And that's what I mean, you know, just kind of start up a little, you know, campfire, yeah. make myself a little kebab or something, you know? <laughs> so the, you know, the, the normal, or shouldn't say normal, the average person would assume that live shrimp works better than dead shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. That, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a pr- big price difference? No. No? No. Not at all. I mean, it's just the convenience factor of like, you know. Do you want to, like, keep shrimp live, you know? Just right. like how you guys would keep, like, minnows alive and stuff like that. Sometimes right. it could be a little bit of a hassle versus, like, going to pick up night crawlers for you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, do I want to just have, like, the night crawlers where it's nice and easy and convenient, or do I want to deal with trying to keep live shrimp. live shrimp alive? What would your buddies look at you like if you brought a tub of night crawlers back down with you? They would probably... Uh, yeah, they would look at me like I was insane. They were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, what, what are you gonna catch a <laughs> yeah, mouse?" They'd be like, "What are you? What are you trying to do?" Do you here? think that would work? Honestly, probably. You yeah. should do it just to like just, take a just, video. just to do it just sometime. to say that you did it. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna run down to the Walmart or something and see if I can find some night crawlers. They, you you can't even buy them down there, dude. No, like you can't at all. If like you, my if, look. If you run a garden hose on the ground and you flood it, do they come up like they do up here or not really? I haven't even tried it. Honestly, I haven't even tried it. Like, since being down in the south, you know, I've n- 
I've maybe freshwater fished a handful of times, and it's just for bass and some of the local yeah. bass ponds and stuff like that. How far do you have to go, like, from where you're at to get to, say, like a like a Devil's Lake, like a popular freshwater lake down there? Um, Honestly, here, we'll look it up here. Open Navionics. Yeah, there. yeah, real fast. He's like, like I've never tried or I've, even thought honestly, about it. Honestly, yeah, I've never <laughs> no even tried. Even wasted their time thinking of it. Dude, yeah, nobody does because, like, so, like, <clears throat> people will travel even from, like, the middle of the state, they will have offshore boats, and they'll travel the three hours every on weekend. every other weekend or yeah. something to just go offshore fishing. Like, when I mean, like, there's not a whole – yeah, like, the nearest, I guess, lake like that is two hours away, you know, all the way up towards, like, Raleigh and stuff, and that's just, you know, some of the lakes in the mountains and stuff. But Do you guys have, like, a shark problem? Have you ever caught a shark? Yes, I've caught a lot of shark. Like, uh, big shark, little shark? Uh, my biggest shark a was... A baby shark? My, <laughs> dude, dude, dude. <laughs> I've got lots of baby shark. So, like, my biggest shark that I've caught is three, about three and a half foot. What, you are know. you catching, like, different kind of sharks? Yeah. Or you... So, like, there's... Yeah, I've caught black tips. I've caught bonheads. I've caught hammerheads. How do you, like, deal with it? Like, you don't net it. You can't grab a hook out of it. How, dude, how do you I suppose a little out? one you might be able to. Dude, or do you, you just not... grab them. Really? Yeah. What about a great white? You caught a great white? I've never caught a great white. <laughs> Interesting fact here, ready? So when I was actually down in South Carolina, they would tag all the great whites and stuff, and we would get, I would get like text messages on my phone that like local great whites are coming through because they'd come like a mile from the beach and stuff like that, and I was like, wow, that'd be really cool to catch a great white. You know, granted, you can't do anything with it. Like you got to cut the line. You know, right. you can't. There's no limit on great white. You no, like it is super illegal. So that's a no no. Yeah, that's a no no. <laughs> that's that's a very no-nos. big no no. <laughs> so two no nos. What was the first one? Using game. Yeah, using oh yeah, game using fish game fish, bait. and you. Can't, what about a hammerhead? Can you keep a hammerhead? No, gotta return the hammerhead. What right if you away. want? What can you keep? Uh, in North Carolina, there's, dude, like there's like twenty different species of sharks. Oh, like everybody knows, like the great whites, hammerheads, and stuff. But like, there's like sometimes like. There's so many different species of, like, different types of fish. Like, yeah. I'm, like, Googling stuff as I'm catching stuff, just trying to learn Clicking still. Clicking images. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Google images has saved my life a few times. Or, like, the Facebook group posts and stuff yeah. have definitely saved Post my life. Yeah. It. I'm just like, hey, what is this? You know? <laughs> and they're like, dude, what do you do? You look like a flatlander. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, they're like... Jeez, you Yankee, why are you doing that? Tell me your prize possession, like 32-inch walleye is barely their bait down there. Yeah. Tell me you're not from here without telling me you're not from Literally. here. Literally. <laughs> yeah. No. What about the, what about shark attacks? Is that, like, is there, like, a season that you're, like, they're like, okay, don't go swimming today? No. Um. So, like, on the beach and stuff like that, when it comes to shark attacks, so, like, if there's a shark sighting, the lifeguards on the beach will warn everybody and stuff like that, and they'll be like, "Hey, why don't you guys pull out of the water?" Oh, so you don't have to get out, huh? You don't no, have you don't have to <laughs> if you don't want to. What do you? I think next picture like a safe to have a fire fire indicator, just a little arrow. Like, yeah. yep, no, there's good risk of a shark today. <laughs> yeah, no, guys, we're in the green. <laughs> yeah. them all you want. yeah, exactly. No, I mean, there's really I would say like seasons like your spring and your fall because that's when all the fish are like migrating a lot, but. um Dude, sharks are more scared of you than you are of them, honestly. That's what they say about bears, too. Well, black, black bears. <laughs> yeah. Well, brown, brown bears are different sorts. Yeah. No, but, like, I, I guess I've never had a problem with a shark, you know? Even, like, catching has it, has it happened since you've been down there? Not like, that 
I've heard of one when I was in South Carolina. I heard of one person getting attacked by a shark, but that was it. Like it is so like it's. I think it's more common to get struck by lightning than it is to get attacked by a shark. Yeah, like it's not very common that it happens, and like something has to almost provoke that shark to come and attack. Like so, if you go down there and you drag one of those. One of those, like, white and red daredevils. <laughs> just kind of. Honestly, yeah, that's what some of those guys use sometimes, really? you know, for catching sharks. Yeah, they'll use, like, poppers Wait, and let, stuff. Let like me know when I'm to the right size. How big? <laughs> About right there. Oh, yeah, pretty, pretty average. we're good. <laughs> That's like that was about. That's about like, the size popper. About eight, about eight inch. Then, yeah, inch. about eight inch popper. Yeah, you know, you can. Type. I was you gonna say throw. twelve, but eight, yeah, eight <laughs> to twelve inch popper. You know, like our rapalos, yeah, range from you know anything from your you know around here the little tiny things that we use, you know. Yeah. And then all the way up to you know I I got like big twelve inch ones and stuff that I'll go and troll or like if I go like near shore offshore like I'll throw those for some of the bigger fish. So do they do they tip them with anything or are they just no. t- just same yeah. thing the the flash same, same on same thing it'll... around here yeah it's like um, same thing like you can just go and troll like trolling is you know very it's similar you know in aspect but it's very different you know yeah you're pulling a lot heavier stuff. yeah pulling a lot like, heavier stuff your average your average rod what pound test are you running like. So, no, 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 no. So, like, rope (laughs) for all my inshore rods, I run usually, like, 20 to 30-pound braid. And then um, we – so, out there, we're big into using fluorocarbon as our leaders, right? You always got to have, like, a leader on your braid and stuff. I don't know why. Everybody just – that's what I was told one time, and I was like, cool, I guess I'll learn on how to, you know, tie on later. That's the same concept we do. I always just thought it was for visibility. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like, I've never done it. Really? Really? That's all I have done. I've never done it. Dude, like, honestly, it's a game changer. Like, I, I 110% agree. Like, yeah, it does, definitely makes a difference. All right, we're going to do it this year. I can teach you guys. Uni knot. It's the easiest one. It'll slip right through the guides. We're going to have a knot tying session here. It's going to be really hard <laughs> face tying. He's like, I can't, I can't see it. <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, hold I your phone that, up. But what do I need to do? <laughs> so when you when you went down there the first time, you know, yep. you, you were kind of like us up here. You looked hunting, fishing all the time. Yeah, exactly. So when you went down there, you were probably like, dude, I can do this. Like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. That was the same thing. Like, I literally was like, oh, you know, like, it's it can't be any different, you know? Then up here, I was like, it's got to be super simple, you know, and I was blown out of my water because I just kept catching, you know, I would grab my rod or whatever, you know, have a two ounce weight or whatever with, you know, number four or whatever, five hook, and then you just tip it with shrimp. And I just kept catching like baby, little baby fish and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, like this, this sucks, you know, like I actually want to catch something worth it. Just out of curiosity, what, what, how big is a baby fish to you? Oh, same thing around here. Like. No, like two, three inches. Like the infamous perch. Yeah, literally the infamous tiny perch and stuff. Same from, thing. From yeah. where? Huh? From where? Dude, the only place. Horseshoe, man. Yep, yep. That's where it's at. <laughs> so, you, so you went out by yourself and did somebody see you and be like, kid, what are you doing? Or yeah, did so, you figure it out? Yeah, so like the very first time I was down in uh, Pensacola, Florida at my one schooling down there and there was like a fishing pier that like everybody would sit there and fish at and stuff like that and they saw me and like literally it was it was i'm sure like the guys that have done saltwater fishing that was the funniest thing in the world 
because I'm like throwing like little bait shrimp and stuff like that into like a six foot swell, like not even knowing at all what I'm doing and trying to catch something, you know. And there's so did they say anything to you? No, and that was I the thing. Nobody said anything. Together with the amount of laughter. Yeah, the they they just sat there and just looked at me, you know, and kind of was wondering what I was doing, you know. Could tell I wasn't, you know, from the south and didn't, yeah. or, you know, wasn't from a coast and had no idea what I was doing, you know. And then, um, was there at least like a homeless person to set you straight? Or? Dude, yeah. So then that's what it turned out to be. Is like I went fishing out in town and there was a couple of homeless guys up on the bridge and, I, and they were like. Hey, like you're trying to catch what are you trying to catch? And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to catch something. Like yeah. I I don't know. You know, I keep catching these little pinfish and stuff. You can like honestly I can catch it. I don't know what it'll be. Yeah, like, I was I, I was like, I'm just trying to catch something. And they and they literally, yeah, sat me down and like, you know, went through like their little tackle bag that they had and was like, Here you need to use this for this type of fish or this for this type of fish, you know, and it kinda like cleared my mind up a little bit. And then I, I wouldn't say, like, I got the hang of it until probably about a year later when I first got stationed down in South Carolina and was, like, you know, became good friends with a guy that was from Mississippi and grew up saltwater fishing. What, what's his name? You got to give him a shout-out. His name's Ian S- Even Stevens. Yep. Okay. Ian, Ian Stevens. Ian. 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 I, okay. I thought I heard Ian yeah. Stevens. No, Ian Stevens. Right? So. That's um, <laughs> real south name. <laughs> yeah. So, he's from Mississippi and... He taught me pretty much everything that, like, I knew. It was, like, him and another guy named Daniel Robillard taught me everything, like, I know today about saltwater fishing. Because, like, they kind of took me in and, like, started teaching me, like, super inshore stuff. Because, like, South Carolina, right, is, like, it's known for, like, called the low country, right? And there it's, like, our, we have eight-foot tide swings. So, like, imagine, like, the Red River would swing eight feet every day up and down. I mean, we have that once a year, but. Yeah, like literally, no, I'm talking like every day. Daily times, daily, yeah. daily. And for the Red River to go up eight feet, you're talking like a couple days and then a couple more days for it to go down eight feet. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Dude, tides <laughs> change the game. Like yeah. it's so weird how it works, you know, with like the moon and whatever, you know. But so like the low country down there, they have huge tide swings. And so like they taught, you know, kind of got me into the inshore game chasing redfish and spotted sea trout so now at this point you, you're starting to go out of a boat or you're still yeah so tiers. so kind of off off you know just off the bank or in starting to go out on their boat and stuff like that because they both owned boats at the time okay. actually daniel's old boat is my boat oh, that i own today okay. yeah so i actually bought the boat from him and there's a huge story with that and we could maybe get into that you know a little oh, yeah. bit um but yeah so they started taking me out and stuff and like redfish you know like that's that's like my i love fishing for redfish yeah because it's like imagine a smallmouth bass you know like the you'll catch like a river smallmouth bass and you're like dang like this thing fights like super hard yeah. okay now like times that by 10 but it's only a 16 inch fish just jumping around dude like not necessarily jumping but i mean when i'm talking like full force of like literally just a solid fight with a fish like yeah. it's so much fun you know I can't even imagine. I want to. I tried when we were in, like Jamaica. We tried to just do like and it would have even been like serious offshore fishing. But yeah. just to even like get out on that style of boat and out into that deep of water. Yeah. It just would be fun someday. It's on the bucket list. Who knows what'll happen? Dude, I would. So now I think we kind of talked about this earlier. Yeah. Sorry, not, not no, no, no. So inland, near shore, near shore, and deep sea. What's the differences between those three? So. 
inshore, right? Inshore is anything from the beach inland, right, to about 10, 15 miles, right? And that's where you got your seawater turning into your brackish water. Brackish water is salt water and fresh water mixed together. And after about that 10, 15 miles, it turns back into fresh water, okay. you know, because it's all like rivers and streams flowing into the river. Right. Yeah, or not into the river, but into the ocean, right? So that's where, like, that's the inshore boundaries, right? And then you got your near shore, and I'd say that's anything from, like, you got your beach, and then I'd say, like, 15 miles out. Like, that's your near shore, okay. you know? And then offshore is 15 miles or more, you know? So when you're going off, like, offshore. Yeah. Do people go alone? Like, is that even safe, or do you always so, go, like, two people in a boat, or does it make a difference? You know, so, he, he never, Dylan never shows anybody else in his Snapchats with him. It's always him and his JBL, which floats. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he should be good. Yeah, I, uh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't take my boat way offshore. You know, I just stay close and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, if one's going to sink, it ain't going to be mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, they're definitely some of the locals down in North Carolina. They will go out on their own, yeah. but... Most of the time, you go with a buddy, and there's, like, another concept is, uh, it's called buddy boating, right? So, you'll go out as, like, two boats together in case, like, something happens out there. Because you got to think, like, all the boats, like, the requirements to go offshore, like, I would say bare minimums. Like, you need a flare gun. Same thing as here. It's, like, all the Coast Guard regulations. You need a flare gun. Um, but like your radio is your number one key. If you do not have a radio, do not go offshore. Right. So, is there, like... I'm thinking like airplanes. They have to be like, you know, inspected. Do offshore boats have? Do they get inspected? Um, or like, can someone take? Depending that's on the totally state. Down that far out. Depending on the state. I know up in Virginia, which is just north of me, they actually do have to do a yearly inspection of the boat and stuff like that for it to be seaworthy. Right. And to get it re-registered every year, they have to do an inspection. North Carolina, no, it, dude, it's just a bunch of hillbillies there, so like man. nothing stopping you from taking your 17-footer. No if, radio dude, if I want to take long. my 17-footer 50 miles offshore, you know, pack like 100 ga- gallons of gas in the yeah, front no, of it no. and just head offshore and go catch some tuna and stuff, yeah. like I could if I wanted to. So what, what, what are you running for a motor? What I'm running for a motor, right, 17-foot boat, I just got a 60-horsepower Yamaha. That's it. Yeah. Wow, so, I would have expected it to be at least a hundred. No, no, I like. But does no, that sixty, you know, hold its own? Like you don't have. Yeah, like it does fine, dude. Like I cruise thirty five around, and like that's for me or like another person in my boat. That's plenty. Perfect. You know, and, that's, and for doing near shore. Dude. Near shore, yeah, and that's it's perfect. You know, everybody who goes offshore, like granted, they'll run up and like you see the boats. They'll have like it'll have like a single one fifty on it all the way up to like quad 600s yeah. you know it's like it all depends on like what you want for a boat you know yeah. and how well, much capital you got to put behind there yeah, yeah exactly what would you say the most popular like is mercury big down there uh mercury i would say mercury and yamaha are Those definitely are the, two big the, ones? the two the two big ones down there you ever see any evanards or johnson's or i actually just had an evanard on my boat and i blew it up so that's why i now have a yamaha it's got to be the salt. Johnson. Huh? It's got to be the salt. Yeah, so, the like, dude, the salt water takes a toll on your boat. So this might be a dumb question. Yeah. Do you, is there different things that you have to look at if you're going, so right now you've got a, a what, Yamaha. Yes. So is there, was there something that in your head you're like, all right, well, since I'm going to be primarily salt water, like, is there different options or anything like that, or is a motor a motor? 
Um, kind of a motor's a motor, but like the different manufacturers, like I know Mercury makes a, a purely like saltwater edition motor, you know, meant for saltwater, you know, it'll have like less corrosive stuff in the actual motor. Cause you got to think like the motors, you know, they use water for cooling, right? So yeah. you got to think like saltwater going through all those cooling passages and so going through all those cooling passages and like through your head gasket and like that's what happened on my old boat is it, it literally ate the head gasket yeah. away because i don't know if it was the guy before me or like the guy even before him or just you know long use yeah. of on salt water it literally but ate you, the head gasket it was away. ian right no daniel on the boat before oh me. daniel yeah daniel on the boat it, it had to have been daniel probably I, it probably <laughs> no we always took care, we always took good care yeah. of it i'm just well, kidding daniel like, the, the maintenance on saltwater stuff is like way higher. Oh like, yeah, like even like what is the anodes and stuff and on the motor. Yeah, so you got like the, the spot to eat away. Like, yep. So we've you, obviously never had to replace those. No, and yeah, you literally have your anodes down on the bottom of the boat, and yeah, you replace them yearly. You yeah. know, and because they get ate away because that is purely meant for corrosion purposes. You right. know, to save your motor. It's trying to like select where it corrodes. Exactly. Yeah. So what? uh Another seg- so we we've added two segments to our show. Okay. One of them is the tip of the week. Okay. And the other one is we'll do that at the end and that's everybody asks an off the wall question. Doesn't need to be related to anything we're talking about. But the first one, the tip of the week. So if you were to give and this can be saltwater fishing, this can be something you took with you from up here. What is Dylan's tip of the week? Tip of the week for me would be I, I guess talk to the locals you know anything anywhere you go for fishing and stuff like that like you got to think it's always going to be different in whatever environment so always just go ahead talk to the locals and nine out of ten times like the guys will always be willing to help you yeah. out so i'd imagine like in that instance isn't like like hazards and stuff aren't that more changing with the tides and like it is a hazard it's not a hazard like is that like rocks or Oh, yeah. Oh, like, like rock sandbars and stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that becomes a real thing. You know, like, you, you like, on the lakes here and stuff, you'll have sandbars or, like, you'll know where all the rocks are. Right. Yeah, like, sometimes down there, you don't know because the sandbars are always moving. Right. And, like, they'll be exposing, like, different rocks and stuff like that. So, you do have to, like, pick and choose of, like, where you go and stuff like that. A lot of the times in, like, the bigger passageways, you got channels and you'll have channel markers and, like, because you got to think, like, bigger ships and stuff like that are always going through there. So, you know, like, your safe zone of, like, okay, I can stay in between Shoot here. the middle. Exactly. You know, you can always stay between here. But, like, sometimes it's, like, if you get good tides and stuff. And, like, I fish down in places where it's, like, I could get in my boat at high tide. Yeah. But if I stayed there until low tide, I would literally be standing on mud. Like, our boat, we, ha- we had it happen. So, the fish all just move out with it, too. Yeah, they move in and out with it and stuff like that. And literally, the one time, we got stuck for 12 hours overnight on the boat because we got stuck on a mud flat while we were out fishing. How far away from the dock were you? Uh, about 10 miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It wow. sucked. Uh, thank God we had plenty of beer. <laughs> Hydration. <laughs> what, what, what is the, uh, the popular drink of choice down there? Uh, so a lot of people, you'd be surprised, don't drink Bush Light down there. Um, I'd say like when it comes to the South in general, they're more of a Michelob, big Michelob people. It seems like that's fair. That's fair. I like my grain belt premiums. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That, that new change. 
Did that affect you guys down there? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, well, you got to think. I live on a military base, and we all kind of have the same views on things. and That didn't go well. No, there's they're <laughs> trying to get rid of uh, Anheuser-Busch products, and they can't get rid of anything. Like, I'll go to the Walmart out in town, and, like, I think there's Bud Light there for like six bucks a case right now like it is ridiculous like they just can't get rid of it they yeah. did just get overtaken i think we talked about that last week but it's now modello oh. is the number one selling beer oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yep yep i saw that well that's like a classic case of fuck around and find out yeah yeah that literally <laughs> was that was it so what about what you got anything else on fishing i mean down there dude i could i could talk for fishing for days okay we might have to get back into that okay Yep. But do you do any any hunting down there? Um, so surprisingly, I haven't done any hunting and stuff like that. Well, there's no end to the fishing season, then, is there? Isn't it just is it twenty four seven year round? Yeah. So pretty much, um, there's definitely different. You know, depending on the species, there's closed times and open times. You know, when you can and cannot catch fish and stuff, and then it like they're not technical like seasons, but like you got to think as like right four seasons respond, and stuff like, like that. It's like the the fish will migrate and stuff, so they'll be around at like a certain time of year. So yeah. like that's when you go and catch them. And then like like right now, I couldn't go catch a, a bluefoot and tuna if I wanted to, you know, because yeah. they're all the way up north right now, you well, know. Not, not that far north. Really, not that far. I know a couple <laughs> guys have, you know, um, but you know, there's stuff like that, like fish will move and stuff. Yeah, but, but like there's no like season. Like you can pretty, always take the boat out. Pretty much, yeah. You can always out. go catch something. Yeah. You know, depending on what you want. Like there's yeah, different times of year you'll catch different types of fish. The wintertime it really slows down, but like summertime right now, like it is sped up so much. Yeah. Like it, I can go out and catch a boatload of fish if I want to. What's the most popular ice house down there? You know, trust the old ice castle, you know? <laughs> Do you actually see them down there? No. People I, using them no, for campers? Nobody knows There's what like an ice castle one is. one person that moved down there didn't sell it in time, maybe. No, I've yeah, I've looked on Facebook Marketplace a few times just, you know, just to see Dylan if somebody moved, had. had all his ice fishing gear down there. Still hasn't been able to sell it. <laughs> really been strong. He's dropped the price three times. He gets yeah. your auger out. And, what the hell is this <laughs> guy? What is that? <laughs> exactly. No, no ice fishing down there. Yeah. Do you, do you miss it? Ice fishing, yeah. yeah, I I do miss it. You know, I like, you know, if I get the chance when I'm back in like the wintertime over Christmas, I'll go out like once or twice. Yeah. You know, I just to I don't know if you fix. have a say when your uh, when Christmases. your when your Christmas is or when you get to come back. But as a North Bros group, we've this will be our fourth year in a row going up where we get fifteen to twenty five guys together and just go up to Devil's Lake for four days. We picked the dates for that trip already. Yep. The 11th through the 14th. It is a Thursday through a Sunday. Of December? Yep. January. January. I will actually be gone. Um, otherwise, I would. I will be uh, overseas somewhere. So you got to come back up. You got to come back up at some point this winter. Then get a hold of him and I. And well, you got other well, buddies that go yeah, too. Yeah, I'll be I'll be home at I'll be home Christmas time. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get out I'll, at least I'll once. I'll definitely you guys up, yeah. and we'll get together. It'd be a lot of fun. But the hunting down there, you said it's not, you have never done it, but is so, it a pretty big thing or? Same thing, dude. Like, it's so different. Uh, I've never done it because, like, South Carolina, when I lived there for, you know, two years, two and a half years, it was so hard to go out and hunting because, like, all their public land, you know, like how we have lotteries and stuff around here for deer yeah. tags, right? Now, imagine public land having a lottery for what day you can go and hunt. Wait, wait, wait. Say, say that one more time. Imagine having public land. 
have a lottery for what day you can go and hunt. You get drawn. Yeah, I can go Tuesday for <laughs> 7, but I can't get it off. Yeah, Jake, when you go on hunting, oh, Tuesday. Shit, dude, I'm Wednesday. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, that's really? Dude, that yeah. has to be one organized game and fish department. It, or is it also, I didn't actually realize this until I was getting schooled up like two weeks ago. Game and fish and DNR are two different things. Yes. What is... So what what do you guys have? Uh, DNR, it is Dep- DNR, Department of Natural Resources. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. like North Dakota, we have Game and Fish. Minnesota's got DNR. Yeah. Because like government agency versus not type. I yeah, know. yeah. Because like we'll have those guys, school. and then, well, it gets weird out fishing and stuff. Because like not only do you deal with like the state, like DNR Coast and Guard? stuff, you got to deal with Coast Guard too. So like Coast Guard will come on. Especially if you're in international waters, because anything over 10 miles off the coast, you're international waters at that point. So you're under the uh, Coast Guard's, you know, jurisdiction and stuff. So, yeah, you follow those rules, Coast Guard's rules, and then obviously, um, uh, I can't think of it. It's like the International Waters Committee or Conservation, something or another, that you have to follow, like, their Their species limits and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so much to know. There's so many different rules that you have to follow, and it's yeah, it gets to be a lot. But once you start learning it, it's super yeah. easy. Um, but yeah, back onto the hunting. Uh, yeah, in South Carolina, it was very difficult to go out and hunt. And like, granted, they provided um, game zones on base for us to go and hunt, but it was yeah. the same thing. It was like you had to call in and you know reserve a spot for the day to go <laughs> bow hunting and stuff. So like, Wild. I never got the opportunity. Um, and like it. So, like, that's why I was telling you guys earlier, you know, I come back every two weeks in October to November and just kind of get some waterfowl. I, I get my fix in because, yeah, waterfowl is nowhere near around here. I, I didn't realize how good the waterfowl hunting in up in North Dakota is until I started going around the different, you know, around the United States. Yeah. Like, it is ridiculous up here. Really? Yeah. But, like, deer down there. Deer's really big, like deer hunting and turkey hunting and stuff like that. But the deer are literally just like oversized dogs, you know. And you can shoot like as many as you want pretty much. I think you can get – in North Carolina, you get like six tags at a time. It's like two bucks and four does. And then you can just – if you fill those tags, you can just go keep buying more. Well, I suppose there's only five people that it fits in their schedule to get out. So. Yeah, well, that was South Carolina. North Carolina is a lot better, I've realized. You know, I haven't been around for, you know, an actual fall yet in yeah. North Carolina. And they're, they're a lot more, like, organized and, like, have opportunities for people to go places and stuff. And it's not, like – it's not super governed on, like, yeah, like, how many people. But, right. And, like, I think South Carolina did that, which, like – I can't bang on them for it because, like, they did it just because of the sure amount of, like, number of people that were trying to go on, like, one plot at a time. Like, nobody down there, like, dude, it was, like, they didn't have, like, you know, I want to say, like, customs and courtesies of, like, hey, like, this guy showed up here. Like, dude, they don't care. Like, they'll just show, they'll try and hunt right next to everybody. Yeah, like, they just don't care down there and stuff, and so it's it's really weird. I I don't know why. It just pops in my head, like, someone that shows up late to the movies. Like, everyone's there ready. And the one person just like, oh, no, yeah, and, and, a ruckus, yeah, everybody the and that's world. like how public land hunting is down there. But, um, yeah, North Carolina, from what I've understood, is very good about really? it. You know, yeah, you got deer, bear, turkeys, hogs, and stuff like that. So, that'd be fun. So, you are you actually a citizen or a resident? Resident of a North citizen. Carolina? Are you a citizen? Yeah, you a citizen? yeah I, I am a United States citizen. Okay, Thank you. Saying. So, you are a resident. <laughs> Um, no, so with the military and stuff like that, you almost get like dual residency. Okay, so you it's, get 
discounted like tags and yeah so i yeah i get resident prices on tags and stuff out there so so like for your going out fishing is this just one license and you're covered or do you have to like multiple different fishing type licenses uh so you have your like inland fishing which covers you up to like like i said like that 15 miles miles. okay so there is some sort of guideline there is too and i think it's North Carolina's, I, I want to say it's 15 miles. Anything 15 miles from the coast, you have to have your CFL or whatever, CF, yeah, CFL license. Yeah. Um, and that's for all, like, your coastal fishing and stuff. So, like, offshore or, you know, inland a little bit. And then you have your regular inland fishing license. Okay. So, you, you have, like, three different licenses. Well, two right now, but, yeah. Well, like, if you had them all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what what is the... I know you said you you hadn't been there for a fall yet, but is there like a, like, is there a popular out of state attraction where you guys got, you got guys traveling in from? Like how we always make fun of like blue staters. Yeah. For, for for hunting. Yeah. Those blue platers. You got to watch out. Honestly, for hunting. No, you don't really deal with the out of staters a whole lot. And fishing wise, it's, they just go out on the charter boats. So you don't ever have to worry about them. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're, they're, the out-of-staters aren't a problem. Like, here, obviously, we all know that is a huge Yeah, like, it gets to be a huge like problem. Like, you can't even get out to your own spot or, like, tra- even just traffic just around. Yeah, I know. And I think North Dakota needs to, like, seriously look at Like, I never realized how bad it was until, I think, last year I was out trying to waterfall hunt around here. And it yeah. was, like, every field, you know, that had birds on it was just blue players or somebody you know from just a weird state too like i think i saw like colorado and oregon i'm like dude what are you doing here you know what i mean you know we got to give a disclaimer here we have a lot of minnesota listeners we're not like bashing you guys because we come over there and fish yeah but i'm sure you guys have something to say about us for that too so yeah they get i think minnesota gets all mad that yeah we go over there and fish and like have like cabins and stuff over there I think, like, at minimum, we should just charge them the same. Because it's, like, four times for us to go over there, the price that we charge them to come over here. Exactly. Either that or, like, how South Dakota does it. They do a lottery for how many people can come in and waterfowl hunt, I think. Oh, do they? Yeah. I haven't looked. I was just on South Dakota's website today looking at antelope licenses. but Yeah, and I think, like, North Dakota could definitely look into doing something like structure that. Or, like, you know, yeah. structure it a little bit different. Just because, like, you know, it became, like... a. I think it became started to become a problem when COVID happened and the Canada border shut down. And so all those guys that wanted to go up to Canada, they, can't, they couldn't go. Yeah. And the next best thing is like North Dakota, right, you yeah, know, North yeah. Dakota waterfowl hunting. Yeah. And now everybody's just like, oh, why are we going all the way to Canada when we could just go to North Dakota, yeah. you know? Freaking Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maverick's over there just, just whining. He just wants to be heard. Oh, I messed up. He, he was hurt. I said his name. He perked right up. Yeah, he knows he's going to come say hi. <laughs> now, now you guys did. So what, uh, you're obviously way more into the fishing down there than the hunting. Yeah, very. What is your favorite um, season, if you will? What's your, I know you said, what, redfish? Yeah. So what would be second to redfish? For, like, fish-wise? Um, probably the trout, like spotted sea trout. Cause you kind of you can catch them in the same areas and stuff like that, and uh, um, yeah, they're just as fun, you know, because it's like I don't know, like it's weird, like we think of like rainbow trout or like brook trout up here and stuff like that yeah. are like super small, and it's like the ocean has these, it's there's literally trout, they look the same and stuff like that, 
but are way bigger, yeah. like huge. And it's just like, this is awesome, you know? So I like catching those because they're pretty easy to catch. Yeah. What is just the biggest thing you've caught? Like, the, is it a shark? The biggest like, fish, just yeah. Just the biggest thing. So, yeah, probably the biggest fish that I've personally caught. Well, it's in between. Yeah, it'd be that, you know, shark that I caught. It was a bonhead, and he was about three and a half foot long, you know. Um, that was the biggest fish I caught, yeah. you know. I haven't caught anything, like, super huge yet. I do have a plan this fall to go tuna fishing, and so I'm super excited for that to yeah. try and reel in a couple hundred pound tuna, you know. You, so for, is tuna big, big enough that you, like, strap in offshore or, like? Dude, yeah, when they're when they're out tuna fishing and stuff like that, well, like, even when we were mahi fishing uh, a couple weeks ago, you don't take the rod out of the rod holder. Like, right. you just, as the boat's going, you're just reeling. You know what I mean? Like, you'll hear it. You'll hear it uh strike or whatever and stuff like that drag will start going you tighten up the drag a little bit and just reel you know and like on tuna and stuff how they do it is literally they'll get hit and they'll throw the boat neutral you know or even keep it going just get that tension stuff because like when you're trolling and stuff you don't set the hook like that's a big no-no is setting the hook on a troll oh really yeah like big no-no uh because you'll pull the fit you'll pull the hook a lot of the times and so like we're using circle hooks, and so you just, yeah, you just reel down, catch some tension and stuff. But the biggest fish that I've ever seen caught was a, got it, it was a 10-foot lemon Jesus. shark. And seeing that thing get pulled up on the beach by one of my buddies was super cool. Oh, wow. So what that, is that, the, was, that was off, like, off the pier? No, that was off the beach. Off we were actually beach. fishing off the beach, yeah. We'd kayak out our baits and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, just set our rods and rod holders in the sand. Oh, okay. I off. thought you were, like, out of the kayak. I'm like, you're not no. going back to shore. No, dude. Like, there's guys that'll do it out of kayaks and stuff like that, and they just get drug around for – I think there's a video on YouTube somewhere where some dude caught – I think it was, a, yeah, a shark, and he got drugged, like, five miles offshore. And it's like, dude, that would suck. Yeah, you got to make it back. <laughs> so what's the uh, wildest thing – like if you're like something's up here, you know, if you if the the fish are being finicky, mm-hmm. you put on a, a split shot and a plane hook. What is something that you guys do down there where you're like, okay, you know, this ain't working, or yep. I want to try that. What what is a technique that you have that's try like just tr- wild like try and true or wild? Both that works. Okay. Both, yeah. I guess. Okay. Give me your wildest one it's and to be your problems. your go to one. Yeah, night colors don't count yet. You gotta try <laughs> it first. Dude, so like my solid go to if like the fish aren't biting and stuff and I just wanna go out and bottom fish is literally two ounce egg sinker, li- probably about twelve inch leader with a hook and piece of cup bait. Honestly, that's just like that's, tried true. Yeah. Like you'll catch so many different types of species doing yeah. that and stuff and that's just tried and true and works you know if i want to catch a tiny fish you throw a shrimp on there but yeah egg, egg sinker throw it down on the bottom piece of cut bait you're gonna catch something whether it's just a stingray a shark just, or just a stingray dude yeah i like killed steve <laughs> dude i'm telling you every time i catch one i'm just like yeah this is for steve you know and like <laughs> contem- contemplate like some pretty bad thoughts to do to that stingray but yeah. and then you know. in the back of your mind you're like nah that's probably uh, yeah, a no-no that's wrong that's illegal that's a no-no yeah he'll, he'll just be shark bait later like, self-defense then um yeah i mean it would be self i don't know i well i got stuck it so Dylan now carries his nine mil on the side. Just. <laughs> no, so I actually got stuck one time. It was, it wasn't by a stingray, but they have this fish in North Carolina. It's called a dogfish. Very, very different from the dogfish that we know up here. Yeah. 
it's imagine a shark and a stingray put together and yeah i got stuck by one of those because i didn't know that it had a spine because like i said i'll catch things and i have no idea what it I'm, is i'm just picturing dylan like trying to hug this thing he's like, ow <laughs> yeah no i went to go pull the hook out and he literally the stuck tail it. Just has a little hook or tooth on it. Just it literally is what it is it's in. right on the top dorsal fin and it's yeah. it's literally looks like a little you know a big tooth or something really? and it stuck me right in my forearm and i was like what the shit you know i was like what is that you know and I text my buddy. I was like, oh, thanks for telling me those things have spines in them. <laughs> He's like, yeah, also, I should probably tell you what the poison they inject. Well, then that was the thing, too, because I Googled it, and they were like, yeah, some species are poisonous and can lead you to, like, be paralyzed. Well, obviously, that didn't happen because I'm still here today, but I definitely was a little scared on the, See, there's on the that. drive then back there's home. Sometimes, like, I'll just settle my fucking little six-inch <laughs> perch, you know? Like, yeah. I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh. That's all the South is, though. Like, everything is out to kill you. Oh, to get like, you, dude. yeah. It's like yeah, alligators and stuff around. Or no. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crawfish. I don't know if it's just my TikTok, but it's constantly people cooking crawfish. Yeah. Is it? They're like, so that good. big. Oh, dude, God. Yes. Down very, there? Dude, oh, my it's God. huge. Oh, yeah. When you get down, so, like, I would say, like, obviously, Louisiana, top producer of crawfish, right? They yeah. produce the biggest of crawfish and stuff like that. And then, like, you can get crawfish and really any state and stuff like that or like if you go down to like a local restaurant and stuff you can get it sometimes depending yeah. on the season because like crawfish is a spring season thing but right. yeah dude crawfish boils huge there's a guy from louisiana that'll bring him up here he does i think every couple of mo- every month really? maybe something like that he yeah. comes up and they're they're alive oh yeah and they're oh dude they're so good yeah dude yeah. i don't know like we'll we'll buy them and ship buy them and get them shipped overnight from louisiana is like the way we do it we'll just like oh, get yeah. a bunch of people together and everybody just pitches in because like for what you spend in crawfish, you uh, you pay about the same for shipping. Right. So it's like you'll just get a bunch of guys together and stuff, and it's just like okay, let me grab like twenty bucks from everybody. Get some better better craw. Yeah, exactly. Because like the North Carolina ones are tiny and stuff, so it's like you don't really want those. Yeah. You know, let's get someone with some meat on it, and so yeah, we'll order them from Louisiana. Okay. So knowing what you know now about deep sea, fi- I'm gonna call it deep sea okay. fishing, even yeah. though that's not technically correct. What do you think, if somebody is at, you know, square one, Yep. they are not, they don't have a boat Yep. for salt or fresh water, yep. and I'm comparing up here to down there, okay. as in North Dakota to North Carolina, yep. you got somebody that's saying, hey, you've done both, you've done freshwater fishing, you've done saltwater fishing, yep. which one, and cost isn't an issue, Yep. you, know, you can get whatever you want, which one would you say is easier to start with? Man, I mean, that's that's kind of hard to say because it's like knowing what I know now about saltwater fishing, I almost want to say it's easier for saltwater. You I know, was thinking depending that depending on the, the area aspect of it's a lot harder to get on fish from shore around here. You like so like yeah, right away it's easier. I would, down there. I would like, say that you, you know like you don't need a boat. We're no, you here, don't. It's like you know you don't need a boat, but it helps. Yeah, yeah. No. uh... I'd, def- I'd probably say saltwater is a lot more easier because, yeah, like, I dude, I went, you know, a lot, long time of just fishing straight off the bank. And, like, some of my best fishing spots, it's, like, still just, right off the bank. yeah, right off the bank or off a dock, you know, yeah. somewhere. So, do you, have you, like, getting skunked? That allegedly happens to some people. It's never happened to us, right? Yeah. Oh, of course but, not. Like, never. <laughs> would never. you say, like, you were more likely to get sunk, skunked here or there? Like, the way you were talking is, like, yeah, you're always going to, like, catch something. Like Yeah, like, truly skunked. 
probably here. But, like, down there, like, my term is skunked is, like, a little bit different. Because, like, if I don't catch something worth keeping, I call it a skunk. Right. Well, you no, know, like, granted, not here. But, like, we, you know, like, we've all had our days. Like, you can go 10 hours of fishing and not even a bite. Not even a here. bite. Yeah. And, like, moving, running, working. Like, yep. And, like, same thing down there where it's just, like, I've had days where it's, like, I've gone out and not caught a bite. You know, just because it was, like, I knew it wasn't going to be a good day of fishing. But I was, like, yeah, maybe something. Just takes one. I was, like, maybe something's biting, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been out and gotten skunked, you know. But, like, the common, it's way more common here than oh, yeah. it is there. You will, nine out of ten times, you'll at least catch something. It's yeah. going to be the tiniest fish in the world, probably, but you're going to catch it. <laughs> well, no, nine out of ten times when I snap him and he's fishing and he's sent me a picture or something, I'm, like, yeah, dude, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's like, dude, are you, do you need to call the government for that alien? Yeah, I was like, what, what is that thing? Okay, let, let me rephrase my question. Okay. Say you have done both. Yep. And you're into both, but yep. you want to switch over to one. What yep. is easier? Is it easier to go from salt water to fresh water or fresh water to salt water. Say, let's just put a round number on it and say you've been doing it for five years yep. consistently. Yep. I would say, honestly, man. Um, I know, I'm throwing all the tough ones at yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Because, like, I'm thinking of, like, all the dis- different aspects of it. I, I would say freshwater to saltwater is pretty easy. Because it's, like, a lot of things mirror. Because, like, I can use the same. Like, I used my same rod and everything down there. Granted, like. Even, like, you're talking, like, the bare bones. Like, your rods and reels are made completely... Well, the reels are made completely oh, different. Yeah, we don't need to, like, have as... No, like, I got ceramic bearings and stuff like that so they don't corrode, you know, or stainless steel, whatever, bearings, yeah. just so they don't corrode and stuff like that. On all my saltwater rods versus here, it's just like, yeah, like, I don't care, you know. But the like bamboo stick and a little... Yeah, little pretty much, you know. Uh, no, I'd say it's, it's pretty much easier, you know. Because, like, if you had a full tackle box, like, say, like... You know, like, you guys go out fishing for walleye, bass, whatever. Like, I could pick out of your tackle box, and I could get you – I could – you could catch something with something, every – with yeah. something in your tackle box. Just I go guarantee out there. It. The sheer volume. Like, your lures are three times, four times the size. A lot of the times, stuff, depending your on – Your gear has to take them a lot more room. Yeah. That, that just means that we have a hell of a tackle selection. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Was, dude, well, but, that's where he's earlier, you know, he's talking about, like, yeah, I've got some 12 – or 12-inch, you know, like – I'm pretty sure the trays in my tackle box are just 12-inch trays. Yeah, so. but, dude, like <laughs> – Well, around here, you see them at the store, and they're, like, a mocking item that's, like, a wrap – like, a decorative piece. Like, dude, yeah, like, those big rappelas. You see, yeah. like, guys are literally trolling those behind the boat for, like, marlin and tuna and stuff Around like that. here, that's literally just for hanging up on a wall. Yeah. Really cool. No, but, like, when it comes to saltwater fishing, like, you can get as bare bones as you want to. Like, literally, you can get down to a weight, hook, and line. Yeah. Like, and you will catch a fish. You know, and you can catch decent fish doing that. You yeah. know, it's just... Where you're at and what kind of bait you're using, you know. How much money do you want to put into it? Is literally, it's the same thing as here. Is how much money do you want to put into it will yeah. will determine on what kind of fish you catch. The problem is, you know, for me, like I'm into so many hobbies and none of them are cheap. No. And when you get into them, I don't ease my way into them. Like I'll go all no, in. No, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody really does. Yeah. They always say they're going to, but nobody does. Just it, you know. So it's. I want to try it someday, but when I do it, I'm going to come find you, and you're going to just take yeah, me fishing. Yeah, sure. Hon- honestly, dude, y'all could come out anytime, and, like, we can just go out on the boat, and that would be blast. I'll push you on some fish. That would be fun. We might have to go to North Carolina now. Yeah. After that, we can do a South Africa hunt. Uh, I was just talking <laughs> to somebody <laughs> about I those. I told you the story from, like, Saturday night, but. 
You gonna do hot? No, do no. I figured out how much a South Africa it's hunt actually. Co- uh, the one that I heard, it was like twenty five grand just for like airfare there, and then not even including getting your stuff shipped back. Right, so it can be as expensive as the you want it to be. Stuff. That's where like I was. I didn't know. So we met. Um, I met you know like a South American or South African that was working up here um, this weekend, and his parents actually have a game farm back back home. Okay. And like he was talking about it. And like just showing the pictures and everything, like so I like follow it on Facebook or whatever, and like yeah, yeah the prices there. Cause he's talking about it's like, yeah, it's like three hundred bucks to like to, to to pay for a tag to shoot like a lion or tiger or whatever. I'm like, what? No, like, no, you're not. No, like, he pulls up like that. Their actual like prices. I'm like, that's actually not horrible, like at all. I've so heard. I think it's kind of like you can make it as expensive. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. I've heard that it it can be. Just like any other hobby, it can be as expensive or as inexpensive yeah. as you want it to be. It yeah, all yeah, depends. Said the biggest problem is like people like taking advantage of like an American because you can tell like yeah, as soon as they see you, they like up everything by like five times. Like, jeez, hmm, definitely something to look into. Yeah, I don't assholes. Know. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> You've been thinking about your question already. No, I'm just just looking at that now. What, what are we at for time? Are we, are we getting up there? We're at 53, 53 minutes. No, no, it, that's seconds. We just started. Yeah, this. dude, I felt like we just started this. We don't have to be done. <laughs> okay. I'm just don't forget about the questions. Okay, so I don't know if you're up. So at the end of it, the past, I think we're like four. Yeah, no, four, I told him. I told him. Right. Yeah, 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 off the wall. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we got one question you got to ask at random. But we don't have to do that yet. No. What what else you got? You got, Dylan's like, no, well, I'm not done yet. No, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, I could literally sit here and talk all night about fishing yeah. when it comes to saltwater. Just like. This year, dude, it's so much more fun and so much more exhilarating and stuff yeah. like that. What, what is your what is your favorite slash funniest fishing story from down there? Oh God, uh, I feel like it, down there it's just the first of all the boat is just a mobile, mobile bar for them. Like, I mean, dude, you hit it pretty spot on right there. Like, it's, it's not like, even like halftime fishing is just actually just. Driving around drinking beers. Dude. Yeah, oh, someone bring a rod? Yeah, we might as well put that in the water. Yeah, right? pretty much. So, it, and that's kind of how it gets sometimes, especially on, like, the bigger boats and stuff. You'll get on with the guys, and it's just like, all right, let's load up the cooler with booze and stuff like that, and you'll, you know, grab a couple cases of beer, yeah. and it's like, go catch a fish, and you're, you look in the cooler, you're like, where do I put the fish? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we'll catch your least. I guess, I guess we got to drink a little bit more, you know? Yeah. But probably my funniest memory, dude, like, and it happened to me. So we were, it was me and a buddy down in South Carolina, right? And we headed offshore, and it was at one of these, uh, it was an old Navy radio tower. It was about 50 miles offshore, and we were trying to, I don't even know what we were trying to catch, because, like, this was, like, my first time going offshore fishing, you know? And I actually hooked into something. Like, I, this is where I'm get, it starts to get funny. So I hooked into something. And it was big. Like, whatever it was was huge. And I had, like, I, I didn't have the big enough rod for what I was fishing for. I thought it was big enough because, like, we think down here, like, rods and stuff like that. Like, you're like, yeah, like, I can catch whatever on that. No, like, dude, I thought my rod was big enough. And it literally bent over my rod. And I slipped on the boat and just went straight into the water. Lost my rod. Lost the fish. Oh, no. And, yeah. And that was just a true story of just being a little bit too tipsy when you're out fishing. And, yeah. That, I mean, we all got a super big laugh out of it. Yeah. And it's always, like, the joke of the thing, too. Because, like, it's when, like, Jacob's talking where it's, like, it's a mobile bar. It's 
the goal is but when you go offshore to get as hammered as you can before you get offshore you fish sober yeah. up a little bit and then on the ride back. on the ride back in it's just party on and like i swear it was like two or three times like that buddy would be driving the boat and he you know wasn't light on it we'd be cruising 40 50 miles an yeah. hour and me a dr- little bit too drunk fell off the boat a few times <laughs> come back in and so it was always the joke of doing slipping and falling yeah. like like I yeah like falling off or throwing his sunglasses because I lost a pair of sunglasses lost my Yeti cup that I owned for See, but two hours. You, you remember know? that? No one remembers the nights I got plenty of sleep. No, two, two hours. Huh? Two hours is all you own the Yeti cup for? Yeah, so I bought a Yeti cup and I think it was a Captain. It was a Morgan and Coke kind of day. So it was just no Coke and just Morgan. Pretty much. And we were out booze cruising around um, just on the boat and stuff and going to head down to just downtown. Because you can take, like, your boat and stuff. Usually at, like, the bigger towns and stuff, they'll have, like, docks. And, like, imagine, like, us here. Right by downtown. Yeah. So, like, you can roll up downtown on the boat, like, stop, bar hop for a little bit, jump back on the boat. It's so fun and so dangerous at the same time. I want to go. I want to (laughs) go. The only fun time I've had, like, on the boat, like, in that is, like, we went on, like, the catamaran, and, like, when we were in the islands or whatever. Yeah. It was just a straight party, and it was so much fun. Yeah. Like, and I di- can't imagine, like, that being your your daily. Like, and, like, that's... Let's go fishing. Yeah, going downtown. No, we're not Ubering <laughs> downtown Fargo, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... That's, like, a weekly thing for... Okay, not anymore. I've kind of eased up on yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, I don't feel bad if you at all living down there. Dude, no. Like, everybody's like, oh, do you regret, like, leaving North Dakota? And I'm like, what, leaving nothing? And yeah, I was like... like I don't even need a oh, damn. Anymore. Come on, man. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> I think, so I got one year left in my contract, and I'm probably going to end up coming back here, you know, just because, like, North Dakota will always be my home. But don't get me wrong, every winter and spring or any chance I get, I'm heading south and going to go, yeah. you know, mess around down there and go fishing. Yeah, well, especially, like, up here because we have, the, like, the different season. That's what I was kind of asking. Like, you know, we have periods of time where there's there's nothing really outdoors you can do. Yeah, like, springtime around here, you can't do anything. Right, so it's like, that would be the Perfect time. Perfect time, dude. Springtime down there. Like, I think it was April this year. You guys were in the middle of a snowstorm, and it was 80 degrees. I was sitting in my boat on the phone with my mom. I was sitting in the boat out fishing, and I literally was jumping into the water because I was just like, and my mom was so, dude, she was so mad at me. Propane doesn't run out. Literally. And, but yeah, like, that's the thing where it's like, I could come back here, get a normal job, and it's like, take a little bit of PTO and just go and travel. You know, because like yeah. the military, when it comes to travel and stuff, gets pretty restricted and stuff of what you, where you can and cannot go and stuff, yeah. or like when you can. So, but yeah. Dude, have you gone alligator hunting? Is there a special name for that? I don't know. No, it's just alligator hunting. I have not. So I looked. North Carolina is illegal to shoot alligators. We have them, but you can't shoot them, right? That'd be rather so expensive to buy online. <laughs> yeah. You look into it for smoking. It was like the $1, black market. Really? Like yeah. 60 pound alligator. I'm like, Dude, yeah. Damn. So, North Carolina, I can't do it. I'd love to be able to. South Carolina is when I looked at When I first got down there, I was like, dude, I want to do alligator hunting. Yeah. And I think I was looking in just to get my tag alone. It was $100 non refundable to apply for an alligator. So, it's tag. like a lottery. For a lottery, right? Oh, and if you got – in how South Carolina was, you were able to get one tag. And your one tag cost you 500 bucks. So, so all said and done, 600 bucks if deep. If you get drawn. Into it. If you, if you get drawn, you're 600 yeah. bucks deep. And then you got to figure out where you can and cannot go. Because, like, a lot of the times, like, dude, there's – where I was in South Carolina, damn, 
you know, pretty much on the Georgia border, there was alligators everywhere, and like every neighborhood pond had a huge alligator that's in just it. Wild to me, like around here, like that's just like a safety, like that's just killed. You kill that, like you don't. Yeah, dude, like, and that's the thing, like, and people do, and like, cause their dogs will get, you know, messed right. up, or like they'll they're scared for the kids, so well, like right. that's what I'm thinking. the like, sheriff or the game warden will come out, and you know they'll either catch it and like relocate it or whatever but like in city limits you can never like take a gator or anything you like you have to call law enforcement about it yeah it sucks but <laughs> i don't know I've, I've i've hooked into a couple gators a few times so Cut the line and run or what? no so the one um i w- it was about a three footer and so i was throwing a topwater bait right yeah. trying to catch like some redfish or trout and stuff i was throwing a topwater bait and i saw this gator come out and I'm like, dude, like, I got to get this reel in, you know? Yeah. And he wouldn't leave. He just kept sitting there. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep fishing, you know? And all of a sudden, he grabbed onto it. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I sat there and fought, like, a three-foot gator for a yeah. little bit, you know, just trying to, like, get him get off. Him spit it out. Yeah, get him to spit it out or something. And he finally ended up did spitting it out. Dylan's like, I'm not fucking wasting my $30 lure. Literally. I'm like, dude, I'm not wasting this on you. And then the other time, well, like, we had this pond on base for bass fishing. This is, like, one of the only times I went freshwater was on base because they have a bunch of ponds and stuff, and they're all stocked with bass and bluegills and stuff just for, you know, Marines to go out and do stuff. And so I was out uh, bass fishing, and I hooked in because I know there's huge gators in this pond, you know, and I hooked into a 12-foot gator the one time, and he literally just took all my line. And I was so mad. I was like, dude. (laughs) Yeah, come here. I'll fight you. Yeah, literally, yeah. I was like, come here right now. Like, I want to fight you. Hey, Nick, what time are we at? You ever seen Happy Gilmore? <laughs> Chubbs. Why? I'll, no, that last F-bomb. Just in case we got to get rid of that one. Just to mark it. We got the little E by our title, buddy. Yeah, but I don't think that means everybody. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah, well, we're, there's no wonder nobody's listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Usually when we get to this point, we've already lost, you yeah, know, newcomers. Did. No, no, we got a couple of tried and true fans out there that listen to everything. Hmm. That is true. We have more than a couple. Really? Okay. I I did just come up with my question now, though. Did you? Just just throw it out there. Okay. I got one. Okay. Okay, you can start it. I s- well, are we going to start wrapping this up? Dude, I got to think one real fast. You can go last. Okay. Okay. Only, only because uh, I think you even might know where I'm going with this. So I'm looking at buying a new bowl this year, and I kind of have it down to... To two, I don't know. I really am not picky. I've shot like three different brands. Everyone feels comfortable. Like I, I know I'm not gonna have a problem with whatever one I buy, but I have it down to Hoyt or Matthews. Which one? I think I know Nick's, but I'm, I want to know what you're gonna say. He he can answer first. I would say Matthews. Oh, so the table's gonna be split right off the bat because I know Nick's gonna go Hoyt, right? Yeah, yeah. I would I would say Matthews. So I'm tossed. I'm I'm leaning towards Matthews, but like I said, like. It's a, literally a coin toss. Like I shot them both. Yeah. Like you can tell the differences, but I'm like, either one is going to do it's so way minute. more. Than, either yeah. one will look perfectly good for me to not kill a deer with. So. <laughs> hey, I'm the same way when I go out <laughs> bow hunting. Yeah, I'd have to say Hoyt. And I, we were texting about it back and forth a little bit earlier, and I don't know enough to where my opinion should matter. Yeah. But that's just what I have. Right. And then you went and said that people say that the – the Matthews is like the Ford, and the yeah, Hoyt the is the Ford Chevy. Chevy well, that yeah. just—I mean—that seals it up for me. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know what Dodge would be. What bear? I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hmm. All right. Damn it! I should have been thinking of one. 
you've, you've mentioned like three times throughout the Yeah, podcast. you literally, you you've been the one mentioning it. And like, granted, I forgot mine. But. I think I've mentioned it twice. Roll the footage. <laughs> um, hmm. Are those uh, headphones malfunctioning? Are they smoking or is that your ears? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God dang it. Um. I think Dylan's even got his already. Do you? If you got one, you go ahead. Dude, no, yeah. we're going to first let you keep Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say, let you go, and then I got one. God. Um, okay. Dylan, Crocs or okay. sandals? Dude, neither. That's, that actually opens up a whole other debate, though. Is, uh, isn't a croc a sandal? No. No. Uh, croc is not a sandal. A croc is a croc. It's a shoe, though. No, it's no. a croc. It's just a croc. It's its own it's, thing. Yeah, it's literally in its own thing. Category. But I'm I'm unpopular debate. I hate Crocs, Second. so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Nick, just shut <laughs> me off. Sandal too. Uh, I I what did dude, you I just don't say? I want to say sandal either because I don't like sandals. God, you have always looked like a fairy, and now you say you wear sandals, and so now <laughs> you've just sealed it. I know you're a Croc guy. Just yeah. the way you're getting. To be fair, I wear my Crocs. I just yeah. I mean, you'd rather wear I, sandals. I guess, okay, so if I had to pet. choose, if I had to choose, I would say Croc over. Sandals. No, hold on. Do you see how he's like going? Oh shit! Back up! Back yeah, up! Yeah, back yeah, up! It, it, it he's, he's back. The only one. time I will wear Crocs, and like the only time I have them, is fuzzy Crocs, ice fishing, like two oh morning go with your generator. Those are perfect. Oh yeah, like absolute best thing there. <sighs> but you should get a Matthews. <laughs> you should get a Matthews. You'll be jealous of it. Yeah, along with no, your fuzzy not. Crocs and your sandals. You don't Dude, have, you are you just have, digging. You have fleece Crocs. Don't lie. I don't. You don't? You're no, because I've never been able yeah. to find them. You what? I've never been able to find oh, them. Yeah, I, like, I, them. <laughs> I just can't find them. No, and, those, are, those are super clutch ice fishing. I have borrowed somebody's before when we were ice fishing. Yeah, they are nice. Yeah, they're yeah. clutch. Yeah. Wait, so you got to answer, Crocs. I'm still going sandal. Because if I'm wearing sandal, that means it's, like, nice out. I'm on a beach or something. Dude, I don't even own a pair of fucking sandals. <laughs> Neither do I. I don't own either, but just from borrowing other people's, I I don't know. I hate sandals, and I hate Crocs. But yeah. I just because I've borrowed other people's Crocs, I'd have to say Crocs. Mine is definitely Crocs because it's the perfect all-around all shoe. Rain? Hmm. Crocs. Mud? Hmm. Yeah, still Crocs. Snow might be a little cold, but you could still wear Crocs. No, that's where the you're, ones you're, yeah, you're putting the boat in. Hmm. Crocs. T- tell me where there is not a good applicable. Oh, no, they've got it covered. He, he, yeah, he's got a solid argument there. So, like, I'm not saying that they're not versatile. I'm waiting for the steel toe ones to come out so I can wear them for work. <laughs> you can make them. I should make them. Yeah, It'd be great. Dude, yeah, you should. Go ahead. You're, you're gonna. That's your million dollar idea, right? <laughs> and then there. I can have my own uh, brand of attachments that instead of like the ones that stick in the holes, yep. yeah. they're magnetic. Dude, million dollar that's, idea. That's, yeah, that's I think so we sad. need that. You, probably is a million dollar idea. You need to edit that out. Somebody's gonna steal like, that. Like the amount of people that like 3D <laughs> print little things. Like I've seen one. This guy put like little headlights or a little plow on his Crocs. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Have you seen the around. Have you seen the salt spreader that goes in the back? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty nifty. All right, you're up. All right, so okay, unpopular opinion then. Crocs a cult. Y- yes. Like 110%. Yeah, and you're not in it. So <laughs> <shut them out. laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, We're... exactly. All right, so knowing what you guys know now, right, about a little bit of saltwater fishing, you guys talking like, hey, I want to come down, right? So in between, like, freshwater, saltwater, what would be your dream catch? We'll, we'll start with you, Nick. 
Oh, dude, a no-no great white, buddy. <laughs> easy. Easy. I don't even have easy. I was either like be... bluefish tuna or red snapper. It would... Only because those are like the two that I really know. Like when we go down there, like you get food. Like yeah, they say that's what it is. I just want to catch something. I know what it is. Nine out of ten times, it. it's definitely no. Nah, mine would. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. mine's mine's either the great white or a gator. Gator. Yeah, that'd be cool to like. Real in a gator. I don't want to. I don't want to target a gator. But if I could like catch a gator while I was fishing for some. Redfish, or that would be yeah. pretty, pretty that'd be cool. kind of cool. I mean, that's yeah. a super cool story as we, as we just found yeah. out. Yeah, I'm assuming that's illegal, right? Like trying to snag a gator, snagging a gator out of well, they do it for Dude, you want to go to jail or hunting, they'll, no, they'll, not like a, no, no, they'll snag it, but it's like for me, it was like on accident, and it's right. just like, no, yeah, yeah. well, like, like I'm assuming like poachers do different stuff, yeah, I'm sure they do, kind of like hook them in or something, yeah. Or, but like you guys, yeah, I'd probably show up with their Matthews bow and their freaking <laughs> sandals too. And they freaking smoke them dead center. <laughs> the right guy tried, he ended up shooting his buddy with his Crocs on. Yeah, yeah, right in the foot. But he had yeah. the stainless steel one, so yeah. it bounced oh, off. There we go. The sad part is he hit a hole. <laughs> okay, well I think with that we're we're both ready to wrap up this podcast, then, huh? Yeah, you got anything else? No. Thanks That's for it. thanks yeah, for coming on. Words. Thank you guys. Appreciate it, honestly. Yeah, no, it was a blast. We're lucky. Lucky you really worked out for you to have to come on. Oh, of course. And then of we course. got he's gonna be repping a North Bros sweatshirt and he got a handful oh, of yeah. stickers as uh, well. Uh, hey, I'll send you guys some pictures when I put them on the boat, you know. But I'm collecting stickers right now to sticker bomb so my center consoles. You so got yeah. a you got a pickup, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a whole bunch of guys that have the North Bros sticker. On the truck? They put it on the bottom right-hand side of the truck, okay. on the like back the window. Taken, no, no, I, I got nothing on the topper right now, so I can slap around there. That's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your sticker, but okay. if you want to fit in with everybody else you'll see down there in North yeah. Carolina. Oh, yeah, all, all the guys down there? <laughs> well, they'll ask me, what the hell is that? Yeah, honestly, uh, if, if like, it came down to it, you know, like, either some of my buddies, I'd be like, yeah, like, it's one of my, you know, Friends back home and they got a solid podcast. Like I'll check them out and stuff. Well, that'd be awesome. Thanks, thanks, well, man. Dude, yeah, of course. Gotta give you guys a shout out when like, I can. They're wondering what the hell ice fishing is. We got some podcasts, some pictures of stuff. Thing dude, like, of course. You're telling me they have a 30 foot trailer, a diesel. Pit. They're driving around in the middle of a lake. Dude, I actually did t- try and tell like some of my southern friends about ice fishing one time, yeah. and they could not get behind the concept. They <laughs> they were like, "What do you mean you take a camper on the ice yeah, like- and drop it down to the ice, or you take a tent?" And just call it a shack, yeah. you know, and just sit there at a five-gallon bucket over yeah. a hole like on the a, ice. So, like, you, you drove out ten miles. Like, you were on ice for ten miles. You just drove out on top of it. Yeah, yeah. they were like, what do you mean you just drive on the ice? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's like highways in the wintertime. You, you, you ever, you're flat out. There's markers. There's lanes. You exactly. Know? You ever seen ice road truckers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what I told them one time. Just a I was small like, scale. Yeah. No, yeah, they just couldn't get behind the concept. You might have to bring a couple of them up with you. I will. That yeah. Well, I'm bringing one guy up uh, for hunting this year. He's originally from uh, Massachusetts, and he's always wanted to come waterfall hunting in the Midwest and stuff like that. So he's coming up with me. And I'm trying to get one of the Georgia boys to come up. So well, when you come back up, if all accents going there. if if you can uh, if you can slip away from whoever you're hunting with and yeah. want to come up one night or something, we'll do another podcast. All right. Yeah, dude. I could definitely bring him up because we don't we don't do a whole lot of. Uh, waterfowl topics but i 
that's just because I don't do it. Like, if I had somebody that wanted to come on and talk yeah. about it, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, for sure. I'll see if they fucking want to, you know. You got anything to close out with? Uh, no. Just thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Come back anytime. Jake? Always welcome. Uh-huh. I think. I hope you guys enjoyed this, po- or this podcast. Was, again, I think this is the first time that we've ever talked about offshore type of fishing, so we're, we're doing our best kind of like give new content and spread out kind of what we got and who's on, so thanks for listening. Of course. Yeah, just like Jake said, we're trying to kind of cover all of our bases here, and uh, we do have a new person that's going to start doing some marketing stuff for us. Shout out to Brooke. Also, shout out to Brandon and Savannah, who just got married this last weekend. They hooked up to the glacier and took off to Glacier for their honeymoon. So, congratulations to you guys. And, uh, yeah. So, until next time, we'll get back to you.